welcome to the Enneagram One Project Podcast with your host, Dominic Vandal, where ones come to learn mindset tools and embodiment techniques to reduce frustrations, quiet their inner critic, and live a most expansive life. If you're ready to make your unique oneness your superpower, then this is the show for you. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Enneagram One Project Podcast, Episode 2, Why Embodiment for Once. Hello, everyone. Before I get to today's episode, it's important that I both acknowledge and add a disclaimer because I'll be discussing how embodiment is a brilliant tool for once. And I also know that not everyone feels safe in the body they are in. This may be because of trauma or pain, or any other reason. If that's you, I invite you to listen to this podcast and only take on and experiment with what you feel safe to do. If this is a trigger for you in any way, consider looking at the show notes for the resources I have there for you to guide you in seeking additional help. With that in mind, I welcome you, all of you, wherever you are in your embodiment journey. In this episode, I'll introduce what embodiment is for all the listeners who are new to the concept, and then I'll discuss why embodiment is an incredible tool for ones, perfectionists, and anyone who finds themselves in their heads spinning out or using mindset practices against themselves. Okay, so what is embodiment? We are all technically embodied at all times because we are in our bodies. To be embodied in the way that I discuss, it is to welcome the internal felt senses, the internal messages, the internal desires of the body you are in. The mind is one aspect of the body and arguably the one we pay most attention to and the one we place above the rest in terms of its intelligence. However, the mind does not have the monopoly on receiving information and on interpreting it. Did you know that the other parts of your body are also accumulating data and interpreting it all of the time? The other parts I'm talking about are the emotional body, the physical body, right? Those are our senses and the energetic or spiritual body. However, you may want to look at that. To think that the mind is above, better, and the only one to be considered with reverence simply dismisses what the mind can't fully understand. It's a trick of the mind, a trick of the ego, and it keeps you disembodied or disconnected from the wealth of knowledge and from fully experiencing life. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there are many reasons why many of us are living our lives disconnected from the body we're in. Conditioning, for example, the conditioning that tells us that the body is primitive. And here, I don't mean primitive as in full of knowledge, but rather primitive as in limited and below the ability of man where we've come now. Another reason is the experiences that we have in life. Some experiences basically tell us that the body isn't safe or that being in the body we have isn't safe. We'd see that in trauma, for example. We live in a culture that claims we're supposed to be happy 100% of the time, and we are not. But when we believe that, that's another reason not to be in the body, because we're not feeling happy 
100% of the time. And when we're not, then there's something wrong with us and we must fix this problem by doing. This type of doing looks like zoning out of our being with external things like scrolling unconsciously, eating unconsciously, even cleaning unconsciously. If you are identifying with any of the behavior and reasons I just mentioned, watch for the ego to now say that there's something in you to be fixed. It's not true. There's nothing wrong with where you are now. You are embodied and you can be more embodied if you so choose and not for any reason other than you wanting to do it for yourself, to have a fuller life. Being embodied and being sensitive to your entire being is not a skill that you acquire one time and then you're golden, but rather a skill that you can continue to deepen and strengthen with practice and sensitization. So why is this important information for ones to know before I go on about embodiment? It's important to us as ones because as ones, we have a tendency to be in the head space a lot. It's not surprising, really, because what we want most of all is to be seen as good and not bad, to be good and not be bad. To do that, the mind believes it has to have a strict set of rules to follow and run every decision by these rules. That requires so much thinking. To top it off, once we've done or not done the thing, our inner critic will relentlessly judge how we approach the situation, if we made the right decision, if we offended anyone. And it will honestly just be making stuff up at this point. Even if we believe we are being discerning, we're really not. At this point, the ego is trying to be important. We are likely to beat ourselves up for not being good enough based on what we, or rather the inner critic, appraised. Now we're in a thought loop of judgment. When you're in a thought loop, your attention is in the headspace and it can't budge, at least not on its own and not without effort on your part. This is such a common theme for ones. We spin out in our heads. Let me share an example here and see if you can relate. Say you're having a conversation with your boss. Your boss says something about your performance, maybe something like, Hey, so-and-so, whatever your name is. Hey, you're not learning the new protocol fast enough. Let's say you make that mean that they are questioning your integrity. How do you imagine you would feel? Depending on the flavor of your oneness, it can be some version of flawed, defective, damaged. In comes the self-judgment the self-criticism, seeking evidence that you are indeed flawed, and now the thought loop is activated. Another loop that could start for ones with this type of same thought and belief that um, they're questioning your integrity could be the opposite, where when you feel flawed, you start to defend yourself, justify your actions, and so on, which is really just another side of the same thought loop. just depends on your flavor of one. Once being in the headspace is not a problem. The mind is amazing, but it does become a problem when you're stuck in one of those loops. Yes, there are plenty of mindset tools that you can use here to change the way you're thinking. But in my experience, 
that's not accessible when you're already spinning out. That's when you want to access the wisdom that can be found in embodiment. The other bodies, the emotional body, the physical body, and the energetic body are not judging you, are not adding flames to the fire. Those other bodies help to calm the fire. Being in your body and using embodiment techniques will regulate your system and reset your brain. While in the loop, it's as if the mind operates like a broken record. If you remember CDs, not records, but CDs, you can imagine the CD playing a song and it keeps getting to this one spot that is scratched. And instead of choosing another route, it just starts the song over again, or it stays in that little, you know, split second moment and it just won't budge. It will do that over and over again until you get up and change the CD. Using an embodiment technique is the equivalent of getting up and changing the CD. The other reason I love embodiment for once is that it quiets the inner critic. The inner critic in a one's mind is relentless. It doesn't only come out to execute judgment when we're in a situation like the one I mentioned before, you know, one where you're receiving feedback. I'll give you mine, for example. It can come out to play when I'm creating, when I'm about to do something new, when I'm reflecting on my day. Do any of you relate to this? When the inner critic's presence stops you from actually doing something you want or keeps you doing something you don't want, I invite you to experiment with embodiment techniques to quiet the mind. That means moving the attention from the headspace where it's stuck to other bodies. We're moving the attention from what we hear the loudest to another part. And to hear that part, we need to be quiet. It's a Jedi mind trick where you give your mind another task to prioritize and execute over this task that it thinks is super important, criticizing. Have you ever heard the advice to focus on your senses when you feel stressed or anxious? One version of this is, as you take deep breaths, notice the space you're in physically and name five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. This is a calming and grounding technique. The reason it works is it brings you back to the now, to the present, out of your head and back into your body via the sensory body, the physical body, which receives the information in the present. Lastly, when your attention is inward, listening for the subtle felt senses within, you have access to so much more. And by so much more, I mean a closer connection to within. Within is the place of your inner knowing, your instinct, whatever you want to call it. Within is where you can find answers not conditioned by society. Answers that are all your own. While we're in the head, we are blocked from this deeper insight. We are told in the Enneagram system that the center of intelligence for ones is the gut center or the instinctive center. It is said that we respond to life from a gut response. But if you're responding from anger, then I propose that instead of listening to the gut center of intelligence, 
it would actually be more accurate to say that you are responding from the mind, the ego that believes there's an affront to be managed. Embodiment is key to hearing the gut center intelligence again, without the hindrance of what the ego makes up. The information available from the gut is always there, ready to be accessed. We're simply disconnected from the body. In order to return to it, we can begin to practice placing the attention inward instead of upward. It can be very subtle at first, but that's only because we've muffled it. It's still there. It comes down to this, really. Many sources of frustration for once originate in the mind in form of unexplored, unquestioned thoughts are caused by the mind in the form of the relentless inner critic. As humans with a human body, we have the best untapped resource and solution with us at all times, the body. I understand that we all have different bodies, different abilities. The body is still there. And there are other bodies. There's the physical body. There's, of course, the mental body, which we've been talking about but there's also the emotional body and the energetic or spiritual body. I've prepared a free guide to help you stop the frustration spin now. It's available on my website at dominicvandal.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L.com. It's a great way for you to dip your toe in embodiment for ones. I have a deep desire for ones to make every part of themselves their very best allies. And the best way that I know to foster this relationship is by involving your whole body. Having the body help regulate the mind is a step in that direction. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to join in next time where I give you actionable tools and techniques to help support yourself daily as a one. See you then. And in the meantime, love to each and every one.